This is Dumb Lot, the podcast of dumb crimes and even dumber criminals. Welcome, welcome, beloved dummies all around the world. You are listening to Dumbline, the podcast of dumb crimes and dumber criminals. My name is Greg. I'm going to walk you through most of it. Joined by my sidekick on the golfing course, Jason. How's it going, everybody? And the woman who does, does all the research and is dropping this on us blindly, Maria. Hey, Tommies. So this week... I I have a very tiny house and I could only have a very tiny washer and dryer in it. So I ripped it out and uh, I just go to the laundromat like every other week. And this week I went to the laundromat. I dropped my laundry off, my put it in the wash, leave my basket there, come back in a half hour, you know. So you leave it. Yeah, I leave you it. Leave it I, un- I, I you leave it unattended? Yeah. I'm surprised wow. by that. I live like yeah. two blocks from no, the place. I, under, I understand, but knowing you, I'm yeah. surprised. I'm surprised I mean, by that. What, they're going to open up a washer while it's going and cycle. Those are water everywhere. What about dryer? Yeah, dryer. I leave it too. Wow. But dryer, dryer I, I, is a I, chance. I, I Dryer's could, a risk. I, yeah, I agree with that. I could see yeah, washer yeah. walking on the ledge there. <laughs> yeah. So I come back, get my clothes out of the dryer, and I can't find my basket. I leave it on top of the washer. Like where the hell is my fucking basket? And I look over, and there's this family of four. And my basket's full, and they're still putting clothes in my basket. Oh, man. So I was like, yo. I was like, that's my basket. And they looked at me, and and they just knew. I just They knew just because I was saying, yeah. and I pointed. They knew instantly, start taking stuff out of this basket. If I was like three minutes later, <laughs> they would have just walked with my laundry basket. Oh, man. That's like the whole thing. Th- of all the, the things, whole... I would never expect that to be stolen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Maria, give us a headline. Extra, extra, read all about it. Extra, extra, read all about it. This week's headline is from Washington Post, June 19th, 2023 in Sacramento, California. Restaurant used fake priest to hear workers' confessions. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh man. So Taqueria Garibaldi hmm. was already in, under investigation for not paying overtime And through a Department of Labor investigation, they learned that workers were allegedly going to confession, but the priest only ever asked them about sins related to work. (laughs) What? Where are they? Are they are they confessing in like the walk-in, or are they going to church? The manager was like, "Hey, here's a priest, so you can just make your confession." Oh, here you don't even have to leave work. You don't even have to leave. But is it in front of everybody? They have to go into some sort of private room. Yeah, they're probably in the walk-in, and he's like, "Are you stealing money? Are you loyal to the boss?" Like, it's so. Was this guy even a priest? No, No. he's not even a priest. (laughs) Wow. That's crazy. And in the end, and like, what what purpose does that like serve? Like, I wonder if he knew the whole routine. You think? Oh, he knew what he was doing. He knew how, like, what the priest is supposed oh, to say yeah. as you walk through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, in well, the what end, if you're not Catholic? What if you're like, dude, I'm not. Like, what if you're like, I I'm not gonna. I don't want to paint everybody with a broad brush, but it's a Mexican restaurant in California. It's likely that a lot of people were. I got Catholic. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that strictly a Catholic thing? confession as yeah. far as yeah. i know yeah. yeah we 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 didn't do that you ever we do you ever that. do face-to-face confession yep i sure did and oh. i lied my way through it I've i was like seven years old how am i supposed seven. to like have sin so intimidating face-to-face confession is that when you just got to tell the priest you sit across from a table instead of like yeah. with that screener oh, and it's man. anonymous yeah no this was they like can still Father see Bell. you through that screen can't yeah, they that's kind of a little bit yeah, but it's not like they I don't probably, know what they can make they out. They probably know. Yeah. And they know your voice. It's different than when they look, they sit right across from you. Yeah. 
Is that oh, it? They'd be like, that yeah. it? Is it was in high school we did yeah. it. Uh, was that, is, is that, that it, it, Greg? Is that it, Greg? No impure, no impure thoughts. It's like Jesus Christ, Wally. Maybe, like, duh, duh. Yeah, tons of impure thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I was having one right before you asked me if I was having any impure thoughts. Right. I'm yeah. fucking thirteen, man. Also, yeah. now priests <laughs> like digging for impure. impure thoughts is a is. little well, unsettling. Yeah, we we, we did not have phones with us that recorded confessions back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were some odd questions yeah. being asked. I'm ready. Let's dive into a case. Okay, where are we at? We're in New York. City, state? All of it, yes. Upstate. And New Jersey. All through it. A little bit of Philadelphia. We've got some, uh, I think, also some Maryland, too. You know what? Before before we go, Maryland is just, they've been really, uh, we have a lot of people driving around the city from different states. Philadelphia, it's big. Maryland drivers are the absolute they're the worst out of all. Of oh them. yeah, I haven't noticed. And I'm really? sorry. Like yeah, I always every time I get cut off or something, it seems to be a Maryland person. I'm sorry, Maryland out there, but it's bad. And some guy today I was coming home from work. I'm in the bike lane, and some guy makes a left hand turn, doesn't see the bike in front of me or or me, and almost crushes this guy, and like wound up like slamming on his brakes, and he and he drives away. I was like fucking wow. Maryland. So just a, yeah, just bone to pick. Sorry. Yeah. Mar- I don't even think Maryland's in our top 10 of states, so fuck. Fuck yeah, those yeah. Maryland drivers. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, we love you, Maryland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We love the Maryland. Yeah, I mean, yes. your crab cakes are delicious. Oh your my driving God. is fucking terrible. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, let's get back. Let's get yeah, focused yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, get focused. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, it was a rant. So this episode is filled with so much fraud. The responsible parties had to be absolutely insane, not to mention dumb, to think they could get away with it forever. It was recommended by Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Shout out, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. The central source for this story is a book called Retail Gangster by Gary Weiss. It was published in 2022 by Hachette Books. Retail Gangster. A I L A L E. R E T A I L. Have you guys? Have you guys all worked retail? Mm-hmm. You. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a, a bitch. Everybody's everyone trying should to have to work I, I retail or Everybody's trying to fucking rob you. Yeah. Like, oh you my gotta, God. like, that was our worst fear is like everybody's trying. Oh, you were selling sneakers. To, yeah, everybody's oh. trying to steal everything. Yeah. I was trying to get, they were trying to steal them out the front door. My store, my guys in the back, they're trying to steal them out the back door. It's crazy. So stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a. Boys or men's and boys department Kmart. No one's really dying to steal those uh, Wrangler jeans back then. <laughs> I was the only woman who worked in a comic book store on all of Long Island, so um, I know, had a lot of business and a lot of very weird exchanges. That yeah. could be a whole separate podcast, honestly. All right. Okay. Retail gangster. Yes. So I'm just going to preface this by saying that there are so many complicated financial maneuvers in the story that I had to actually gloss over some of the dumb because it's just too complicated so this is the top level I, 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 and i just gotta go retail gangster i'm just thinking back to my days we got a we got a fucking blue light special tonight. Oh, Yo, the, hey, the, hey, we got a blue light special so, in the goddamn hardware department we had suddenly so dice clays at the retail gangster <laughs> we, we i lived down the street from a kmart and like that was our main department store i mean yeah. Fucking blue light special uh, on a Saturday in the eighties, dude. I'd be so forget nervous. I didn't, I, it was in my department. I have to forget, get on that intercom. I'm so nervous. There's a blue light special. <laughs> yeah. Attention, Kmart shoppers. Special. There's a blue light special in, in the, the boys department. department. 
Garanimal, Garanimal jeans for your songs. Uh, regularly $15.99, Next 30 minutes. Regular jeans, regular and husky. Yeah, and it was both like, on sale. It was like this little little desk with wheels with a big yeah, police light attached to it. We'd wheel it around to different departments. It was. It was so janky. It was like this big square thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right. Uh, can I just mention how I had to answer the phone at the comic book store because it gave me anxiety every yeah. time I had to do it? Yeah. Hello, Heroes World, your superhero headquarters. <laughs> that's not bad. That's yeah, not that's bad. all right. I like it. Into, my friends that. would call and just start cracking. <laughs> I'm in like all goth clothing, and I'm like, hello, Heroes World, your superhero headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should we get started? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's all right. In 1969, an overconfident asshole named Eddie Antar begins running his first store, ERS Electronics in Brooklyn, with the help of his father, Sam M. Antar. Eddie has spent his teenage years working in Times Square, where he has sold extremely overpriced junky electronics to tourists, (laughs) a skill that will eventually make him infamous. What what year was this? 1969. Okay. ERS is renamed Sights and Sounds in 1971, and after one partner sells his stake, Eddie captures two-thirds of the business. His initial strategy for boosting sales is to size up customers when they walk in and push them to buy something before they leave. So one employee, for example, is told to keep a cheap stereo system near the front door, and if anyone tries to walk out without buying something, he has to push the cheapo system on people walking out the door. So don't leave anything. Ten, ten yeah, bucks. Ten on, bucks. Man. Yeah, it's a ten. Yeah. It's a ten dollar yeah. AM FM radio. You can take it with you. Yeah. What's ten bucks? This guy. It's probably, it's probably an eight track, right? It's an eight track uh, at that point. Yeah. This doesn't guy. This guy doesn't turn into fast Eddie, does he? Um, or crazy? It was a crazy Eddie with the stores. Ding, 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 ding. Oh man! Nostra, Greg. <laughs> Nostra, Greg. Greg Adamus, please. Greg Adamus. Oh, I like that better. Okay. So oh, in- instead of the usual method of let selling- me get popcorn. I cannot wait for this now. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Instead of the usual method of selling display models at a discount, which is actually kind of a regulation. If you have a display model, you have to sell it at a discount. But Eddie and his crew keep the original packaging in the back of the store and repack display models to look like new, charging customers mint in box prices. Sustling. The sales tactics and deep discounts are indicative of the owner's enduring nickname, Crazy Eddie. So <laughs> His commercials were great. Oh, they're coming up. Don't worry about that. We're going to talk about the commercials. Also, I learned when I was doing this that the logo, that weird, like, like crazy looking (laughs) cartoon. Yeah. He stole that from Robert Crumb and just changed it like one hair. And Robert Crumb actually said, it's okay. It's a compliment that he stole it. I'm like, oh my God. Anyway. Though Eddie's prices appear to be aligned with the standard, which is buying at wholesale price and marking up to capped prices, which I didn't know this until 1975, there was a capped price, a capped markup, and then that was lifted. Ah, Good old days. Yeah, you could... There were still rich people back then. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of there were a lot of rich people back then. The Rockefellers got pretty rich. Okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So all the company has to do instead is skim the sales tax rather than pay it. Hmm. Eddie renames. You gotta love skimming the sales tax. Yeah, uh, this is like more than I can't. Okay, I'm not gonna. Anyway, Eddie renames Sights and Sounds Crazy Eddie in 1973 and opens a second location on Long Island in 1974 and stores in Greenwich Village and the Bronx quickly follow. Have you have you been in this store? Oh yeah. Okay. 
they used to have the record and tape asylum in the back. <laughs> was there was there one was there one down here? Was there one in the there, there was there one was in Philadelphia one for yeah. a period. Yeah, but I it, I think that was in the eighties and definitely the eighties. Yeah. Um, so from there, locations sprout all over the Northeast. Some copycats also begin popping up, like Battling Barry on Long Island <laughs> and Meshuggah Ike in Manhattan. <laughs> Sugar Ike is. Are he selling stereos? Yeah, they're I'm surprised you didn't go Mike with the alliteration. Sugar yeah. Mike. Yeah, went with Ike. <laughs> M-I-C. Yeah, seriously. Oh my god. So Crazy Eddie's commercials begin airing in 1976. They eventually run all over the New York area, tri-state area actually, declaring that the chain's prices are insane. Insane. <laughs> insane. Spokesperson Jerry Carroll screams into the camera while wearing some kind of cheesy prop, like a Santa hat for Christmas Wait, in July. He or wasn't shit. Crazy Eddie, that guy. No, he's oh, a man. he's an actor. Oh man, and he was actually very shy in person. Apparently, hold on. Yeah, I think I got something. Maybe we can have play. Have you seen something. the Crazy Eddie commercials? <laughs> you just I, have to hear it. I, just I have to be. reminded. Okay. Get a portable TV, portable radio, video camcorder, portable phone. Get anything and everything that's portable on sale now. Remember, we are not undersold. We will not be undersold. We cannot be undersold. And we mean it. It's a crazy Eddie portable blowout blitz. Get anything and everything that's portable on sale So this right guy, now. while he's doing this, crazy is just is freaking out. Insane. <laughs> yes. Prices are horribly <laughs> insane. <laughs> Yep. And oh so every season, every holiday, there was like a new theme. <laughs> yes, the best to commercial. The crazy Holy shit, that's funny. And they ran 24 <laughs> hours a day. In New York, they were on every commercial break was a Crazy Eddie commercial. So how much, I mean, how much money is he, is he pulling in? He's got to be pretty successful, right? Like yeah. He's got to be making a, a shit ton of money. We'll, we'll talk about how that all happens. Um, so Crazy Eddie quickly becomes a pop culture phenomenon. They have like appearances with Jerry Carroll, who's the sp- spokesperson. Um, they have T-shirts. They it just becomes like this huge phenomenon. Yeah, everybody, yeah. It becomes you, so. Pop- did you know somebody that had a Crazy Eddie T-shirt? No, but yeah, you just see it. The commercials you see them were everywhere. You just like, flood the market. I think when we got cable down here, we had like WWOR, which was out of Secaucus, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So those late night shows were all just Crazy, Crazy Eddie, Eddie commercials. commercials yeah, <laughs> feels like. So they're so popular that James Brown calls the company repeatedly asking to be a spokesperson. He so he's calling James asking, Brown is begging to be the, a spokesperson. And he says they say they're sticking with Jerry. Jerry's working for them. Um, that's that's <laughs> amazing. So Eddie also has a wild insurance fraud plan. When a store floods, his crew moves damaged and discounted merchandise from other stores into the flooded location. And hoses it all down to claim more damage. Oh, that's smart. One guy even pees on boxes that don't look wet enough. (laughs) (laughs) He's just got a never-ending full bladder. Over here, over here, pee on this one. Does the insurance adjuster adjuster come up and be like... I smell piss. Did you guys pee on these? You know what? This is from piss. From what Retail Gangster said... The insurance companies were just paying things out in New York in the 70s. There were so many, like, there were riots during the blackout. There were so many businesses that were, like, declaring, um, you know, they were burgled and all this stuff. So a lot of insurance companies would just pay out, and then they would dump whoever just got the claim 
So Eddie would just move on to another insurance company and do the same thing. So he was just hopping from insurance company to insurance company. Yeah. You, can crazy get, you can get away with so much shit back then. Nothing's computerized. Like, nobody... Ne- like. Well, we'll see how much everybody gets away with. <laughs> well, I mean, if he did it maybe once or twice. Yeah, no, this is a uh, you know, constant. You, yeah, you yeah. do it way too much, you're going to get caught. Right. So... Um, uh, I like that Maria went burgled. Burgled. I've never used that in my life. I would have said burglarized. I'm like a burgled is a good word. 1930s flapper. Yeah. I've been burgled. <laughs> See. <laughs> so here comes the dom. <laughs> By 1979, Sammy Antar, who's Eddie's cousin and a member of Eddie's inner circle, suggests taking Crazy Eddie public. Mm. That's a whole different ball game. I am one years old at this point. <laughs> but in order to do so, they have to get their cash skimming scheme under control. Yeah, 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 yes. Get, yes, books become public. Yeah, you, yes. can't, yeah, you, can't, you can't just like you can't go, can't switch, be, like yeah, flip a switch. Yeah, shaving, shaving tax dollars off and then go public. Right. So in order to inflate profits, they skim less money and use the hidden cash they've been holding to make the stock more appealing to Wall Street. Uh, That's smart. In 1984, Crazy Eddie goes public and stock sales soar. Of course, that means the company is much more vulnerable to audits and responsible reporting. So despite everything Eddie has been doing that might be considered truly insane and mind-blowingly stupid, he is also a total dick to his wife, Debbie. (laughs) He's also a total... Oh, here... Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yep. witness number that. one. Right. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and if you're gonna if you're gonna defraud a whole bunch of people and you're, you're gonna commit this crime, like you have to be so nice to, to your, your significant other, yes. and your people around you, because yes. they're just gonna fucking turn you in. Gotta like, treat your partner yeah, like gold, gold, whatever gold, they want. Because you're a fucking criminal, right? They, they know your know darkest secrets. They, they know everything. Every, they know right. everything. You better treat yeah, yeah. gold. So. His wife, this is sort of a footnote, but his wife is Debbie number one. He also has a mistress named Debbie who's Debbie number two. <laughs> it's like Parks and Rec. And Damn everyone. It's, it's, like it's great, man. He's got no chance of mess confusing it's names. True? That's also, that is true. That's also, that's, yeah, that is a, a pro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Parks and Rec where Ron Swanson's wives are all named Tammy. He's got like three of them. <laughs> so the two of them have five children together. Um, their toxic relationship is abusive and follows a typical cycle of fighting and reconciling Five for years. Kids. By 1985, Eddie coerces Debbie to sign papers that he says lay out a separation agreement. He convinces her that the court will later split the assets fairly, but the paperwork actually states that Debbie will get nothing. Mm. And it's affirmed by the courts because she signed it. Ugh. She doesn't know that she thinks this is the first step of a process. Um, And she, there are then papers that are forged later on for her divorce. She only ever learns that she's divorced until after the court has sealed the deal with a forged signature on their divorce. Wow. So he goes. Not only does he not treat her well, he just like totally takes yeah. advantage of her. Yeah, like fucks her over. He's yeah. crazy. Yeah, he's, well, he is. His name is Crazy Eddie. You shouldn't be surprised. Right. He should be like, well, crazy, crazy Eddie. Why are you surprised by any of this? Right. So Debbie continues to hound Eddie for years and years, and rightfully so, for the share of the wealth she's been promised. He blows off her demands by saying there's a problem with taxes he needs to address first. Yeah, there's a problem. Yeah. 
Uh, but a scorned spouse seething over money is obviously that's a problem. Doesn't bode well. You got to find money to pay her. Uh, you got to keep yeah, her happy. You got to make her whole, whatever her, that yeah, costs. You got to keep her happy because uh-huh. she's going to blow that whole thing up. So meanwhile, his cousin Sammy and his brothers all sell stock shares after the price shoots up. Eddie alone sells 600,000 shares. So Debbie watches the family cash in on their shares, and eventually she hires a bulldog of a divorce lawyer that will contribute to Eddie's inevitable downfall. Gloria. What's that woman's name? Gloria. Gloria. You know what I mean? That one attorney. Gloria Allred. Gloria Allred. It wasn't all her. Uh, I think all she's like the, uh, the attack dog. This was yeah. like I would this, hire her in a second. This was like the yeah. 70s, like hmm. handling yeah, she all the upper. Around. Yeah. No, she, no, doesn't. She, doesn't, she doesn't fuck around with anything, that lady. Okay, so there's also a lot, a lot of other fraud. Warranties are denied to customers, but claims are still submitted to manufacturers anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, so a, nice, that's a nice little, little skim. Well, it is until a vendor grows suspicious when a claim is submitted for a product they don't make. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, this is... I mean, this is it's a, it's a, it's a good little skim. You just can't submit fraudulent products in fraudulent like i think this guy's whole defense to everything is like what do you expect i'm crazy (laughs) you're dealing with a guy named crazy it's in my my name he's probably thinking i'm just gonna claim insanity if anything happens i'm crazy i'm standing in the record tape (laughs) asylum what do you think is gonna happen i've said i'm crazy i am literally (laughs) crazy i am certifiably insane and i can't be held responsible for any of this So Eddie also asks a warehouse manager to inflate the value of what's stored to improve profit reporting. And even when auditors review inventory, the warehouses are so crowded with merchandise, it's not hard to tweak the numbers. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's there's no way that there you ever get like those counts to the, if, no, you're, well, if you're within like 5%. Or six percent. They're usually like okay. Yeah, especially back then. Yeah, before computers. Yeah, it's probably like ten percent. All pen and paper. Pen and paper. And they can't. And pencil. (laughs) These guys are talking about erasing numbers and and pencil. Everything's in pencil. (laughs) I mean, maybe I'm thinking in 2023 terms, but like, if everything was in pencil and just erased and written over, wouldn't that raise flags with somebody like well, i mean i don't know if you can you can tell like a pencil like i could th- i didn't think you could do anything official on a pencil i mean back uh, i i was told you couldn't even use red pen to write yeah, a check yeah oh yeah i don't right. even know if that's true or not you can, point there you can there's no like, there can't be any law against writing a check in pencil it's probably not good but i wonder if it's like if a bank would be like no i'm sorry sir that check is in pencil yeah so all the inflated numbers the company keeps reporting mean that the cover-up of the scam keeps escalating with eddie and his team can i just say this has to be so out of control i have to go back technically there is no law that says you cannot write a check in pencil oh Oh, okay that is that's wild it's just it's just not smart it's dumb (laughs) super dumb it's dumb yes but it's not illegal. Yep. Okay. Does it have to be a number if, two? <laughs> so any any of you uh, younger younger people listening, checks yeah. checks are things you used to use like instead of money. money. You'd use it's checks. paper Venmo. Paper yeah, Venmo. It is paper Venmo. But it took like a week. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. 
So Eddie also has offshore accounts all over the world. Of course he does. So he uses those to pump money back into the company whenever they need it. His father also does the same how do you, thing. How do you do that? Does he just like, how do you pump yeah, like, money well, they back just get in. a cash injection? I think they falsify sales. So they'll move merchandise out of this warehouse and put it somewhere else to and, indicate and that this we, has been like, sold. We sold it. Yes. And they, okay. I think that's what, that's, I think that's what. This is. It's crazy. So at the same time. It seems so complicated. It is so complicated. You have no idea how long it took me to condense this. But they just kept opening stores at the same time. So by 1986, Crazy Eddie has 32 locations. Holy shit. This is a whole giant shell game going on right now. It is. It is a shell game. (laughs) So here comes more dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. In the spring of 1986, Eddie sells 1.5 million shares. Wow. What was the price, do you know? $20.8 million. Wow. So he's doing that in the middle of, there was this lifting of regulations in the 70s of this, um, the cap that you could put on electronics the way we talked about earlier. That was lifted. Um, more and more electronics retail competition hits the market. So the whiz comes out. They're like, nobody all beats these, the whiz. Nobody, nobody beats, beats the whiz. whiz. And um, what's the, the other? And nobody beats me. PC, PC Richards and son. And the guy oh, was yeah. like, oh, yeah. you have my guarantee. Oh, circuit, circuit city. Action. Circuit city yeah. So all buy. of this is happening. He's dumping his stocks at the same time. Um, so, so, so the price got to be crashing because once they see the owner dumping all that stock, yeah. everyone follows suit. They're like, oh, this gig's up here. Unless, well, unless he doesn't, the stock isn't in his, in his name necessarily. It's in his name. Okay. Um, so though Crazy Eddie was still able to report a good performance just after its CEO stock dump, it can't keep up the charade and the fourth quarter numbers are abysmal that year. So Eddie then steps down as CEO in late 1986. Sorry, guys. I'm crazy. I'll see you. I'm too crazy to do this job. So at the same time, his family has learned of his divorce scam and sides with Debbie against him. Whoa. Because they've got five grandchildren. They're like, you gotta do right by your grandchildren. Yeah, that's true. A day after he learns that she's hired that ferocious divorce attorney, he finds out that the New Jersey DA's office has launched a criminal investigation. Ooh, that's a bad day. That's a bad day. Lawsuits begin (laughs) accumulating, and Crazy Eddie is still falsely inflating its inventory value by about $15 million. I hope that, I hope I'm never involved in a sentence that that involves lawsuits accumulating. Oh. Like, (laughs) accumulating lawsuits sound horrible. Uh, And investigate, okay, yeah. So eventually, Crazy Eddie is bought by another company that uncovers the inventory scam very quickly when they go into the main office and find no files, nothing, zero files. There's just, there's no, just there's those green folders hanging there with nothing just, in them. Just nothing in them? <laughs> nothing. So what were they? They were just winging this I think whole they thing? cleaned. No, I think whoever just, was left just cleaned everything out. And just like burned it? Yeah. <laughs> SEC and FBI investigations as well as civil suits follow. In 1989, Crazy Eddie's board closes all store locations. Debbie reports that Eddie deposits money in an Israeli account in her name. Of course she does. Go for it, Debbie. Eddie's cousin turns state witness because he's been denied advancement and money throughout all of this. And here comes even more Yeah, you have to take care of everybody involved in this. Like, you're making a shit ton of money. You got to take care of... Like, there's too many people to keep happy in this thing for it to work out. No, he's just hoarding money. He's hoarding all the money and everybody else is getting screwed. That's... I mean, and to think you're going to get away with it. So stupid. Yeah. 
Wait, what did you say, Maria? I said, here comes even more dumb. Yes. <laughs> dum dum Eddie flees the country and is tracked down in Israel because he uses his real birth date on one of his six passports. <laughs> six. Six. How do you get six? Pa- I guess he took them from rich. people he knew in New York. He stole people's names and generated passports in different countries around the world. He's found guilty of 17 counts of fraud and sentenced to eight years in prison. Eight. Wow, that's, that's not bad. It? Yeah. Not a bad run. What's well, his restitution? Judgments against him come to one billion dollars. One yeah. billion. Whoa, that's that's. A He's shame. got that offshore money though. They probably can't touch it. I, I think maybe they can't touch it once uh, they've extradited well, him to the United can, States. If you can't find it, or if right. Debbie you gives up the you accounts, can't touch it. If Debbie <laughs> gives up the accounts. So Eddie Antar dies in 2016, uh, allegedly of liver cancer, but that's not confirmed. Spokesperson, so what is that? Is, did he die under mysterious circumstances? No, it's just never been publicly confirmed. It's a okay. rumor that he died of liver cancer. Even in death, it's a possible fraud. Yeah, <laughs> his liver is insane. <laughs> You'll never know how I'm going out. <laughs> quick, quick, paint me yellow. They're gonna think it's my liver. <laughs> Spokesperson Jerry Carroll passes away in 2020. Mm. Um, Debbie wins her civil civil suit in 1999. But there's no evidence she received a fair share of that crazy Eddie money. Did she get? Did you get anything? Not that I could find. Did, did Jerry Carroll have any other roles? He actually opened an advertising agency after he was oh. um, crazy Eddie. I mean, he's uh, only guy, he's like a one trick guy. He's like, yeah. Hey guys, I got an idea. I scream about your problem. He should have started like a spokesperson camp. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Spokesperson yeah. fantasy camp. Yes, yes. I don't know that we can recap the dumb. It's overwhelming. I mean, the dumb, there's two dumbs that stand out to me with this case, and it's don't fuck over your ex-wife, and yep. don't go public if you got a, yeah, you got yeah. a skim, go, some yeah. kind of racket going on. Don't go public. I mean, that's a you big one. Yeah, that's, that's like, I mean, that's ballsy to just be like, oh, we're just... Like, you got you books stay, that got to go public. Yeah, you stay and private. And then you just and, open 32 locations. Yeah, and then you, you want to get bought out. He makes a deal based on bogus numbers, thinking they're not going to see the inventory at some point. Yeah, yeah, the whole the whole thing is the whole thing's crazy. I mean, he the whole thing's crazy. <laughs> no pun no pun intended, or I guess pun intended. Um, what did he get in the end? Two years? Eight, Eight years? Eight years? Well, well, it ended up being a death sort of, sentence. Yeah, but his restitution, I mean, a billion dollars overall. That's, that's fucking. That's a, that's a lot. Of I was money. gonna say insane again. I can't. You know, it's crazy. Else. It's crazy. It is. I hope Debbie got something. Oh, and it just hasn't Debbie been reported. So uh, that's nice. I haven't thought about crazy editing forever. I knew you'd like that one, Greg. Yeah. I was excited for that one. All right, yeah. Jason, tell us where to f- where people find us, and then uh, stay tuned, people, because we got that segment "Get to Know Maria" coming yeah. up after Bye-bye. Jason tells us where what you should do and where you find us. All right. So first of all, if you're listening, make sure to like, subscribe, rate us wherever you're at. That helps us a ton. Um, comments are great too. So thanks for listening. If you want to find us on social media, we are Dumbline Podcast on tiktok instagram facebook um all that good stuff um so come uh, check out our our content also if you've rated us already it's great to rate each episode so if you feel like doing us a favor yeah just rate everything rate everything an episode that, yeah, everything that you see just rate. yeah like just spend like six hours a day just rating yeah. us and suggesting yeah. us to your friends it's yeah. not too much to ask is it yeah hit a share button or two <laughs> 
Yes. You know. Share. All right, everybody's favorite right. new segment. Get to know Maria. Get to know Maria. <laughs> Get to know her. Maria, what is your favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. All right. Hey, do you like um the flat pepperoni or do you like the like the little chunky ones that roll that up, up that curl up? I like fl- I well, I don't know. I like I like them equally. It depends on the kind of pizza. Okay. Yeah. The pepperoni it's a grease. Whole pizza experience. The greaser and those yeah. little, the ones that fold. I don't like, like a, a shot of grease. Like, I don't like, like, like a grease shot of cups. grease. Yeah. They're like little grease cups. <laughs> they're, they're a little gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again. Or tuning in. Jesus Christ. Thanks for pushing play once again. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for tuning your AM radio. Yeah, your transistor radio. Seven twenty. There's your transistor radio. Well, thanks for tuning in. My name is Greg. I'm Jason. I'm Maria. Take it easy. Bye, dummies. See ya.